But you know, about four hours of AEW can do that to a man. Hey, this is J-Cal. You are tuned into the Alliance Guys podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com, your number one source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. My name is J-Cal, and I'm coming to you on a Saturday. Although, really, when you're listening to this, it's it's whenever you listen to it. So I guess I'm coming to you live on whatever particular day it is. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about last night's AEW event. Of course, uh, this is an NWA-powered uh, podcast. And what I mean by that is we cover the National Wrestling Alliance. That's kind of where my bread and butter's at. It doesn't mean that I don't mind going out and venturing into other avenues you know i've i've this year alone man wow (laughs) i've been to a lot more than nwa events that's for sure i've been a lot more than united wrestling network events and and i think i'm narrowing in on my uh my 35th event tonight i have a i have a list somewhere which i know is obnoxiously lame but you know this is uh my last night was my second aew event of course tonight's full gear pay-per-view will be my third but while this was all happening last night the nwa invaded invaded for or excuse me fight the world wrestling um and you know there's not a lot of coverage about that it's been brought to my attention that well there's not anybody's talking about this so i'm gonna talk about it and we're going to also talk, like I said, about uh, the uh, collision taping, the dynamite taping, and of course, the surprise uh, Ronda Rousey uh, visit to the event at the uh, Kia Forum last night. So uh, if you're into that, stay tuned because we're going to have more right after this. Last night, Fight the World Wrestling presented its Invasion event, a card that was supposed to be headlined by a Billy Corgan in-ring appearance. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, no, no. William Patrick Corgan did not wrestle last night. That that would be silly. Although, <laughs> if Nick Aldis was still around, that probably could have happened. Uh, but... Getting back to it, Fight the World Wrestling uh, had an event last night. Um, of course, if you don't know, now you know Fight the World Wrestling, a promotion that uh, has spent time in New York, has kind of settled down there in uh, in Florida, uh, is also the home wrestling promotion for Natalia Markova and Mikirio, or as he's more commonly known as Brian Idol down there at uh, FTW as they are both uh, trainers for the wrestling school that is attached to it. And, you know, a couple things to, to point out that this isn't obviously the first time that the NWA has been in Florida. Uh, not even the first time this year, they, uh, they actually held more than a couple events there. Um, you know, the year started off with them doing some uh, events out in Tampa 
that followed the uh, Nuff said pay-per-view. They, so they had some appearances in Tampa, and later they would uh, return as part of the World is a Vampire tour. Uh, and uh, before that, even the Boca Raton versus the World show, they did that co-promotion with uh, BRCW in Florida. And of course, they are returning to the Robarts uh, the next day, which will be uh, November the 18th. Uh, as a big uh, live event that they're going to tape for distribution on power. Uh, so this isn't the first time that the NWA has been in Florida. And the significance, you know, it's not even the first time that they've partnered with a promotion this year. Of course, we know that the big live event uh, was very much uh, facilitated through the Joe Kazana promotions. The World is a Vampire Tour in Mexico City was a direct partnership with AAA. Uh, the World is a Vampire Tour in Australia partnered with some local uh, Aussie promotions to help, you know, facilitate those shows as well. So, uh, you know, NWA co-promoting events with other wrestling promotions doesn't necessarily mean that these wrestling promotions are going to become, uh, you know, territories. Now, the NWA did announce earlier, uh, just right before the Sal Wynn pay-per-view, in fact, it was the last Exodus Pro show, that they would be joining the Alliance. So they're the first uh, territory in the uh, new NWA territory system, Exodus Pro. Many believe that Joe Kazana promotions might be next. And of course, their next event uh, will be the very next day, December 2nd, after the um, uh, December 3rd, excuse me, the very uh, day after the next uh, Exodus Pro show. And so, uh, so, I mean, that might be a big deal, but let's get back to Florida. Let's talk a little bit about this event because this is one of those cases where, you know, in my hometown in, in Southern California, my backyard, we have SoCal Uncensored, which even today, it's not uh, as updated as frequently. And it's, it's. Uh, I got to be honest, I still love this site. I, I still have connections to the site, but it's not, uh, it's not the reference it once was. And, but it's a shame that there aren't more websites like SoCal Uncensored, where a devout fan base, uh, you know, documents the history of the pro wrestling in that particular town or state. You know, uh, in Florida, there's so many different wrestling promotions, but, uh, you know, a smaller promotion like Fight the World Wrestling, it's not, it doesn't have a lot of buzz. And you could search the web looking for results, you're not going to find them. And it's a shame because, uh, you know, there, there are promotions out there that uh, could really benefit from people knowing about them. And, you know, FTW does have a YouTube channel, which I'm almost confident that this invasion event will at some point be on their YouTube channel. Uh, there were people filming the event. So with any luck, uh, it'll it'll find its way onto YouTube at some point. Uh, but, but again, there was so very little information about uh, the card from last night. Uh, it, it honestly, it wasn't until Tuesday in the afternoon that we found out that uh, La Brava Escobar and Samantha Starr would be taking on Natalia Markova and Camille as part of that invasion event. Now, that's a very NWA heavy card. Of course, La Brava Escobar has been intermittently used in the NWA. Uh, Natalia Markova uh, most recently challenged for the women tag team titles with Taylor uh, Rising. And then, you know, Camille has kind of, uh, she's slowed down a little bit since losing the championship, but she's still very much a part of the brand. And of course, Samantha Starr, 
uh, will have her opportunity on the 18th to challenge Kenzie Page for the NWA Women's Championship. So that was a card that had a lot of NWA star power. Uh, the rest of this event uh, is kind of a mixed bag. It's kind of a it's interesting because we know that this event has been in the in the plans since like before October. <laughs> and it's like you can't there wasn't a whole lot of publicity that you could find for this event. Uh, I know locally, uh, you know, Billy Corgan went on a local television uh, network out there. I think it was in Tampa with uh, with Brian Idol, a.k.a. Mikirio and Markova to hype up the Robarts event. I'm not sure how much time they spent talking about fight the world. Uh, But uh, as part of fight the world, um, you know, there were a a very heavy NWA influence on this card. Uh, One of the matches uh, featured Daisy kill taking on Mike Orlando from FTW. Another match was hardcore Horvath. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He was, uh, he was facing off against the former NWA two-time world champion Trevor Murdoch. And, uh, of course, uh, another match on that card, uh, which was featuring the FTW No Limits Championship, uh, a title, uh, you know, specific to that promotion, uh, featuring uh, the recently appearing in NWA Alex Misery uh, and uh, Jake Cross, somebody we're not familiar with yet, uh, challenging Salazar de la Muerte. Uh, He is the FTW No Limits Champion. Now, if that name is familiar to you, there's a good reason. Because he was featured heavily. uh, Well, not heavily. Whoa, pump the brakes, J. Cal. He wasn't featured heavily, but he had made a few appearances for the NWA. I think uh, he had a match uh, on a Power Surge episode or maybe NWA USA where him and Jeremiah Plunkett locked horns. Uh, You know, is this promotion the next one to be named a territory? Maybe, um, I gotta be honest. It's, I find it a little alarming that, you know, a wrestling promotion who has known about this event for so long, did very little to promote this event. And, uh, like I said, we, I, the Alliance blog didn't even know about, uh, the women's tag team match until Tuesday, which was just a few days ahead of the event. And then of course, uh, all these other matches I, I didn't even know happened or were going to happen. Um, now the poster featured Aaron Stevens. It featured uh, Trevor Murdoch. So one could assume that both of them uh, would be on the card. It featured Tom Latimer. Uh, it, it featured uh, hardcore uh, Horvat and it featured Mercurio, Markova, Daisy kills. Uh, but no word if Tom Latimer was there, I, I, I would venture to guess he was. Uh, but uh, we we hadn't seen anything, and, and uh, there's been no news in regards to the announcement from what Billy Corgan said. Now, maybe maybe there is something that we you know the Alliance blog has just missed that I've just missed, but uh, as of right now, I haven't really seen a whole lot going on uh, from this group. So, uh, in my estimation, I don't I don't think this is a company that. Uh, could really carry its weight as part of uh, an NWA territory. Now, of course, things could change, and, you know, God willing, they do. But as of right now, uh, you know, no place to find results. No full card was ever even advertised. Very difficult to find, 
much information about the company, but uh, that you know that could all change, and hopefully it does for the better. But uh, I did want to give it uh, a little discussion. I did see that the card uh, Joe Galley posted a photo from the event, and it looked like it was well attended. Like I said, it looked like it was filmed. So stay tuned to FTW Wrestling uh, for when they they post those matches on their YouTube channel. We'll be sure to share it at uh, alliance-wrestling.com. But, uh, you know, uh, good luck to them. Of course, tonight is the return to Bobart. Bobart. I keep saying Bobarts. It's the return to Robarts, and I think that this is going to be a, a big event for them. Of course, it's a it's going to be taped for power. That uh, And it's kind of funny with all this controversy, especially from our friend. Uh, I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't joke around about that. Some of you guys might take me serious. Uh, with all the controversy stemming from one, you know, quote unquote journalist who's been uh, bulls has a bullseye on Billy and attempting to bury everything the NWA has done in recent weeks. I just feel like uh, some positive news and some positive uh, progression will be great for the NWA. And of course, you know, the big two title matches, Jack Stain challenging uh, for the 10 pounds of gold, maybe giving EC3 his biggest threat to date. And of course, um, Kenzie Page taking on Samantha Starr, defending her Burke in what could be a, uh, a really good match. Uh, I'm excited to see both the results, and uh, hopefully uh, those will be on power very, very soon. But uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about last night's uh, AEW collision and, uh, and uh, Rampage and everything leading up to tonight's uh tonight's full gear all right times are tough now guys and it's no joke out here that's why i'm very proud to be partnering with the upside app they're leveling the playing field guys they're giving you opportunities to earn cash back on on purchases for groceries purchases for gasoline, purchases for food. These are the things we all spend our money on all the time. I believe in Upside. I use Upside weekly. My lifetime earnings is over $408. And you too can be earning cash back on your Phillips, your groceries, or your eating out experiences just by signing up. And it's free. By using my invite code, J-A-S-O-N 75338. That's Jason 753338. You'll earn $5 cash back on your first fill-up. Use the link in the video description or download the app, but make sure you use that invite code JASON753338 and make money by using the Upside app. So last night, uh, I spent the evening with the elite. Yes, yes. At the Kia Forum in uh, Inglewood, California. The city of champions, if you will. Yes, the Kia Forum, formerly the home of your Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I guess they're not yours, but they might be mine. Uh, and it was a it was a kind of a fun night. I, I can't I can't lie, guys. I know a lot of you are not uh, pro AEW guys, and that's that's totally cool, man got no beef with you uh the uh the event itself was uh it was a long night 
Um, not as long as the uh, last taping that they did in Ontario, California. But uh, nevertheless, it was a uh, a good night for wrestling. And uh, there, I was impressed by it quite a bit. Uh, there was a few things that I was not a big fan of, um, as it as it were. Uh, there was uh, two uh, two dark matches, one featuring uh, AAA's Jack Cartwheel, uh, the other featuring Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, both of them were fun uh, for different reasons. Uh, we, I got to see Miro. I haven't seen Miro wrestling in, in probably about eight years. Uh, I got to see uh, th- this is my second AEW event. I was at the Double or Nothing show back in April uh, in Las Vegas. So this was my second AEW event. Got to see uh, Title Defense. Uh, you know, the whole <laughs> the whole night. Okay. Full disclosure, you guys know I'm a Southern California-based podcaster, and one of my favorite wrestlers is Samoa Joe. In fact, Samoa Joe, top of the cards, that's my guy, my ride or die. I love watching Samoa Joe wrestle. So, of course, I was looking forward to seeing him uh, in action uh, last night. And my other, one of my other favorites is uh, Scorpio Sky. Again, both these guys are SoCal guys. No sign of Scorpio Sky whatsoever. I was so disappointed. Uh, And I don't know what's the status with Scorpio Sky. I don't know if he's just sitting at home collecting a paycheck or if he's injured or if he's been released and nobody knows about it. But, uh, man, for a guy who I know know Scorpio Sky loves L.A., I know Scorpio Sky uh, lives and dies with the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm so disappointed that he didn't have an opportunity to wrestle at the, uh, at the forum. It was kind of a bummer, but yeah, you know, the whole time I'm watching this event, I kept thinking like, man, I've seen that guy in the United wrestling network, or I've seen that guy in the NWA. Some of you guys don't remember that powerhouse Hobbs is a former United wrestling network, uh, world tag team champion. Uh, Jack Cartwheel spent some time in uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood before he made his, uh, debut with AAA. And of course, you know, he's challenged for the NWA World Junior title, has been at a couple NWA pay per views. Uh, actually, challenged for the junior heavyweight title twice. Uh, and, and, and then, of course, with so much Lucha Libre infusion uh, in the AEW, it's, it's, it's another cool thing to see some of the luchadors that I've uh, recently been watching when I go to Tijuana, when I go to Mexico to watch. Uh, lucha libre so it's it's been a lot of fun and you know so just to even start the show i mean uh miro versus daniel garcia daniel garcia is currently the pro wrestling gorilla world champion now of course pwg has been on hiatus uh uh uh, the owner of pwg super dragon uh has had some uh had some struggles with his uh his his fiance who's been sick and um you know just to be serious for a moment, uh, we wish everyone at PWG the, you know, our condolences and hope everything comes out for the best. Uh, but, but yeah, so Daniel Garcia is the PWG world champion and he was, uh, facing off against Miro, another SoCal guy. And a lot of people don't know that, uh, Miro was trained by, uh, uh, Rikishi. And uh, Rikishi School is actually based in Southern California, Knox Pro. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see him in action. 
and Daniel Garcia, man, that guy takes a beating and keeps on ticking. And it was a very fun match. It went well over 10 minutes, and I thought it would be over much, much quicker. But uh, a fun match. Uh, good to see Miro out there in the ring. Um, uh, the Kings of the Black Throne, Brody King, Malachi Black. Those guys also are product of pro wrestling gorilla and not that uh you know malachi black is from pwg but i think that's when they first became a tag team as the house of black uh and they took on the boys uh we know them in the nwa as the tate twins uh but they uh you know i, I kind of acknowledged when i saw them i was like hey you know those guys were at the crockett cup in 20 uh 2018 or 2019 they were at that Crockett Cup, and they were at the one uh, in 2022. So it was kind of cool to see those guys again. Uh, and that was a match that was essentially a squash. It was over in two minutes, um, as it should be, by the way. You know, the the, the kings of the Black Throne uh, are pretty freaking good, if you like that sort of thing. Uh, the, the next match was a number one contendership for the AEW TNT title, Trent Beretta. Uh, squaring off against Commander, who is the AAA Cruiserweight Champion, Penta El Zero Miedo, which means uh, zero cares, essentially. Uh, uh, And Brian Cage with Prince Nana. Brian Cage still part of the ROH Six-Man Champions. Brian Cage is a freaking beast, man. And uh, I kind of feel like Brian Cage... Had he stayed with working in Lucha Libre, I think he would be a bigger star today than he is now. I he, He's one of these guys that I, I don't understand why he isn't a bigger deal than he is. Uh, but uh, th- this match was all over the place, of course, when you have a guy like the com- commander and Penta El Zero Miedo. Uh, I, I imagine that, uh, you know, if you're a Lucha Libre fan, you're going to enjoy this matchup. Trent Beretta, the last time I got to see Trent Beretta, he was actually challenging AJ Styles for the IWGP uh, World Championship. I guess back then it was just the IWGP Heavyweight title, and that was a championship wrestling from Hollywood. See, it all comes back to that. The next match was, an, a, again, another just squash. I saw the uh, Wardlow. The last time I saw Wardlow was uh, at the Double or Nothing event. Uh, I know he's been kind of used intermittently in AEW. So it was, uh, you know, he's another guy that I think, man, how could he not be a star already? There's a, there's a lot of guys who I feel like AEW just, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, figure it out. Because uh, Wardlow, I mean, he was one of the biggest stars for the company and then then disappeared. And I know he, uh, he took some time off. His father was sick, and I think his father actually passed away. So, uh I don't want to. I don't want to put too much on him for that, but I just feel like that's another guy that they couldn't. They should have figured out a better way to use him. Uh, and then he beat uh, Evan Daniels, another championship wrestling from Hollywood, championship wrestling from Arizona guy. My referee's decision uh, didn't even last a minute. Basically, one power bomb too many, and that was the end of it. Uh, Dax Harwood took on Rush Roosh, excuse me, Roosh, and they are from the stable. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. I know it. I'm not. I'm going to try. Uh, it's Ingola. Ingola. Easy for me to say. Uh, Ingor. I'm going to try one more time, and then I swear I'm just going to give up. Uh, they are part of the group of La Faction 
ingobernable, ingobernable, which basically means like the unmanageable faction, <laughs> which is perfect because they're they are like a rogue group, and and this is a faction uh, that uh, you know has ties to Mexico, uh, and of course uh, this group is consisting of Dralistico, who was one of the original Mysticos and the brother of uh, WWE's uh, Dragon Lee. Uh, Preston Vance, uh, and again, uh, Jose the Assistant. <laughs> that always cracks me up. Uh, and uh, so this matchup was started off great, a very hard-hitting, uh, super exciting man. I was very impressed uh, by, you know, Dax Harwood. I know he's a good wrestler. I know he is. But this match was just way better than I would have expected. Roosh really put in the work. Harwood put in the work and then it fell apart. Um, the, first of all, these two are, uh, part of a tag team. Um, essentially there's going to be a tag team at, uh, at, uh, full gear where, uh, former NWA TV champion, uh, Mr. Uh, Ricky, uh, this just handed to me, uh, Ricky, why my brain is going to crap right now. Ricky Starks. There it is. I knew I'd get there and big bill, Ricky Starks and big bill who are your, uh, AEW tag team champions will be, uh, in a ladder match tomorrow night or tonight, I guess at full gear. Um, and they'll be taking on, uh, uh, FTR, the, uh, the faction and, uh, and things just got out of hand and this match kind of fell apart and all parties came out and it was just a, a war and uh, it kind of set up for t- uh, tonight's pay-per-view. So th- that was a lot of fun. And then Buddy Matthews uh, of the House of Black, he came out and, uh, you know, he's he's connected to Ray Ripley. <laughs> he's Mr. Ray Ripley to you, sir. Uh, he, he took on Wheeler Yuta. Not a fan. Not a fan of Wheeler Yuta at all. Uh, I don't know what it is I don't like about him. Oh, yeah, I do. It's a size. And after Buddy Matthews and Wheeler Yuta wrestled for about 13 minutes, uh, it looked like Buddy Matthews was out to like further injure Yuta, and uh, Claudio came out to make the save. It was good to see Claudio back. And then in the main event of this uh, tag team match, or of the uh, collision, you had Hikaru... I can't say her name. Sheeta. We'll just say Sheeta, the AEW Women's Champion in Statlander, taking on the outcasts of Ruby Soho and uh, Soraya. And this was a, it was a pretty good match back and forth at some point. And I, I'm sure TV mentioned it. I, I believe it was Ruby Soho's husband uh, hopped over the railing to check on Ruby during the course of the match, uh, which caused a distraction. And I believe uh, Sheeta... Uh, basically drop kicked him uh, through the ring. And, uh, and then like that just kind of set up a, a two on one against Soraya, which Soraya didn't survive. That was the end of uh, the uh, uh, collision. I, I thought that was a great show. It was fun. It was a lot of, it was a lot of good action. Uh, I had never watched a collision episode before, so it was fun to watch uh, what they do there. And then of course they, um, in between shows, they literally pulled off the aprons and uh, and the canvas to reveal the uh, 
the other show underneath. It was very well done and very quick uh, in terms of the change around from going from a collision to uh, to Rampage. The Rampage started off with a title title defense where Christian Cage defended that AEW TNT title against Trent Beretta. Now, Christian Cage is a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, so I always mark out when I see him. And, uh, you know, he has had such a renaissance in AEW. And for all the uh, shit talking we do about AEW not knowing how to use certain talents, Christian Cage is not one of them. In fact, I think he is in the prime of his character. You know, I, I, I'm not going to say he's in the prime of his wrestling, but as a character, he's he's pretty he's pretty great. Uh, of course, he was flanked by Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne. And although the match was very good, back and forth with Trent and Christian, uh, Cage walked away as champion. Uh, we also had uh, the other match was Tony Storm taking on Emi Sakura. And Tony Storm, like, she's got it. I'm not sure what it is, but she has it in spades. And uh, just a, a phenomenal competitor. I think Tony Storm is going to be your next AEW Women's Champion two-time I think she's going to take the belt off Sheeta uh, tonight at uh, full gear. Um, in fact, that's 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 a, my prediction. You can put it on the board. Uh, the other match, uh, the main event, I guess you will, if you will, for TNT's uh, Dynamite was Roderick Strong with Matt Taven and Mike Bennett uh, taking on Action Andretti. Now, this was a, it was mostly a fun match until right before the end. There was a really scary moment where Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong was on the receiving end of a Spanish fly. At least that's what I think it was. And it went awry. Uh, it almost looked like the dude broke his neck. Um, and that's scary because that's kind of what they've been playing around with, with him wearing a neck brace and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the match stopped, which I think was for the best. The referee, you know, paused the match, uh, what I can only assume is a medical professional slid into the ring, checked on strong. And after like a, a, you know, what was probably about a 30 seconds to a minute felt like a lifetime. Uh, they checked on strong. He was okay. He was okay. They finished the match and uh, props to him for doing that. But I, I, I'm still concerned about his health for sure. And then that was the end of, uh, that was the end of a uh, rampage, which brought us to the surprise main event of the evening and that was a rematch from pro wrestling revolvers uh match the night before you guys haven't heard already it was uh the roh women's champion athena and uh, her tag team partner the minion billy starks uh, against marina schaffer and former wwe women's champion two-time women's champion ronda rousey now the first thing is Ronda Rousey, a lot of people were expecting, I, can't, I keep saying a lot of people, there were some speculating that Ronda Rousey was going to be the big surprise that Tony's going to announce at full gear as the new wrestler signed to work with uh, AEW. But I, I don't think that was this. I think this might have just been a one-off. I don't think we're going to see Ronda Rousey as a regular on the AEW roster. Hell, this was a Ring of Honor match. And Rousey, uh, I'll say this, man, she had a smile on her face the entire time. She looked like she was enjoying herself. And that's something that 
I didn't see her have very much of while she was in her second run with the WWE. Um, and of course, you know, it helps that her and Marina are close. It helps that uh, her and Athena uh, had done a lot of work together prior to her return to the WWE. So, uh, I mean, it was a fun match. It was a great surprise. Uh, I honestly, I kind of thought Thunder Rosa was going to be leaving the uh, broadcast studio, broadcast area, and uh, join the wrestling match uh, prior to uh, prior to Ronda Rousey making her entrance. And you know, you should expect it by now from uh, Tony, but they they use the uh, they used her theme music that she had in the WWE too, so it was kind of fitting. And uh, the, you know, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great match. There was a few uh, miscues, a few missed spots, a few botches, if you will. Um, not all of them from uh, Ronda Rousey. You know, it, just, it seemed like there was a few mistakes made by more than just her during the match. But overall, I kind of was happy to see it. Um, I think a growing independent uh, market for pro wrestling is better than perhaps maybe another national promotion. I know as NWA fans, we want to see the NWA thrive and be competition for AEW and WWE and even impact. But I, I feel like if there is an independent, dare I say territory where places where people can work, people like Mance Warner, people like Matt Cardona, people like, you know, for crying out loud, uh, Ronda Rousey. And I feel like that could be very beneficial to some of the smaller wrestling promotions and helping develop these areas and grow wrestling in places that, you know, are underserved. But uh, all in all, had a good time at AEW. I will be there again tonight as part of the Full Gear pay-per-view. In fact, I'm starting to get ready right now. As soon as this podcast is over, I'll be heading uh, heading down to the Kia Forum to yet again witness the elite of the uh, wrestling world uh, touchdown in uh, in the forum. The the other side part that I didn't talk about, I skipped over it before the Ring of Honor uh, title match. Uh, yes, they all sang uh, Happy Birthday to Shibata, uh, but more so than that, Maxwell Jacob Friedman uh, basically uh, basically called out, uh, not called out, but on video uh, sought out uh, Jay White and uh, Switchblade, and uh, they 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 got into it, uh, which called out the uh, Bullet Club Gold to attack MJF uh, on camera in the ring. And uh, to his rescue was Samoa Joe. So I did get to see Samoa Joe. And the speculation is now that Samoa Joe will be at full gear, teaming with MJF in that ROH tag team title match. MJF takes on uh, the Bullet Club gold uh, for that. So uh, overall, good show. Uh, Again, AEW isn't my bag. It's not what I, uh, it's not my preference, but I had a good time. And uh, I look forward to tonight. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening. And, uh, well, we'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Alliance Blog Podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. 
the premier source for news and information for the National Wrestling Alliance. Would you consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode? You can follow us on all social media at The Alliance Blog, and we stream live on Twitch, Kick, and YouTube every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., and 8 p.m. Eastern at The Alliance Blog. Until then, we are The Alliance. Alliance.